If today's gospel sounds a little bit familiar to you, you're right. You heard it last week on Christmas Day. If you were paying really close attention, you will have noticed that the last verse of that was new. Uh, it was added to the end of this passage, uh, and it has to do with the circumcision and the naming of Jesus. It was added today to this reading because today is the Feast of the Holy Name. As this passage shows, bound up in the name of Jesus is a powerful message of salvation, which God communicates through his appointed servants and which ends in our adoption as sons and daughters. That's a pretty important message, and yet it's delivered not to the elites, not to the highly educated, but to those that society viewed as the least important. At that time, a shepherd's testimony was not even admitted in legal cases. And yet, ironically, they bore witness to one of the most important events in world history. And notice that although it went through several intermediaries, from angels to shepherds to the Holy Family to the world, this message had its origin with God. The shepherds go to see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. And the Holy Family heard the testimony of the shepherds as the word of the Lord to them. And they wondered. In this sense, not much has changed even in our own day. We too learn to hear God's word to us through God's chosen means, through intermediaries, through scripture, through friends and family, through the books that we read through the inner promptings of the Spirit. Well, what was the message that was proclaimed? To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. There's a whole lot packed into that short little message. When it says that Jesus is the Savior, it means that the world does not primarily need encouragement or education but help, deliverance, rescue. When it says that he is the Messiah, it means that this is the one in whom all the promises of God will find their fulfillment. When it says that he is the Lord, it means that of all the pretenders who vie for our allegiance, this is the true king, the one who deserves our full allegiance. These are big claims to be making. And remember, this is happening in a remote corner of an empire with an emperor who liked to think of himself as a son of God and was, wanted his subjects to think of him as their savior and lord who brought peace and justice to the world, the Roman Empire. The similarities are not accidental. This, conf this conflict, this confrontation between the power of God and the power of man, the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world, which runs through human history like a motif through a piece of music, was finally coming to a head in Jesus, when all people would have to decide where to place their allegiance, with Caesar or with Christ, with the power of this world where might makes right, or with the power of God, 
whose might alone makes right what is amiss in the world and in our hearts. All this is already contained in the name given to the Holy Child of Bethlehem. In the Bible, you may recall, names carry a deep significance. Uh, It's not typically how we name people or animals. Um, My dog is named Sophie, which if you knew her, you'd realize is a very ironic name. Sophie means wisdom. Uh, She's not not the brightest dog. But in the Bible, uh, names were given that were supposed to encapsulate someone's character or nature. Um, And it could either be something about the circumstances around their birth that gave them a clue that God wanted this for the individual, or it could be just a hope and a desire that the parent had for the child. Um, But then think about some of the names in Scripture. Just think of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham... Talk about an ironic name. This was an elderly man with no children, and he was called father of a multitude, right? Um, But of course, in faith, he was the father of a multitude. Uh, Isaac, son of laughter. You remember the story where Isaac and uh, Sarah and uh, Abraham are, Abraham is getting the the angelic visitation and uh, at the announcement of the birth of their son in their old age, and she laughs. And that laugh, which was a laugh of unbelief at first, became a laugh of disbelief and even joy and celebration. Um, Jacob means heel grabber because he grabbed Esau's heel as he was coming out of the womb. Um, and uh, it encapsulates his mo- must have, most of, must have, <laughs> it encapsulates most of his early life as he's, uh, as he's a trickster, right? He's a deceiver. He tries to get the, be- the upper hand in a lot of things. And he's only renamed by God when he acknowledges who he is. The angel that he wrestles with says, who are you? And he says, Jacob. You are no longer Jacob. You are now Israel, which means one who wrestles with God. So in the Bible, the idea of uh, someone's name is not just something that we like the sound of it, but uh, it carries a deep significance into the meaning of what what their life and nature is all about. This is absolutely true, of course, in in the case of Jesus. Jesus is just the Greek way of saying Joshua in Hebrew, and both of them mean the Lord saves, uh, or the Lord is salvation. That's why in Matthew's gospel, the angel tells Joseph that his name will be Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He's just saying, He's going to live up to his name, right? This is, this is what his name means. His name is God of salvation. Well, you also have to remember that this name, unlike most names in the Bible and in our own lives, is not just a desire of a human family. This is a God-given name. Uh, God's telling us in advance what the nature and character of Jesus will be like. So why do we have a major feast Today is a major feast. A major feast day today associated with a name. Well, one way to view the whole story of the Bible is as God's plan to put his name on us. Think about the Old Testament reading this morning that talks about that priestly blessing. If you caught it at the end of the lesson, it says, in this way, the Lord will bless his people by putting his name on them. Um, as an interesting side note, that little 
Aaronic blessing, those few verses and numbers, that's the oldest written portion of scripture that we have in existence. It was written on these little tiny silver scrolls, two of them, uh, that were, if, if you unravel them all the way, they're only three inches long. It took them three years to unravel them without damaging them. Um, and it had the full Aaronic blessing inscribed on them. They're about 400 years older than the earliest Dead Sea Scroll. So what that means is that from a long time ago, people have been wanting, have been associating their relationship with God as God blessing them by putting his name on them, by associating himself with them, by welcoming them into his family. In our epistle reading, Paul tells us that in the fullness of time, God sent his son to redeem us so that we might receive adoption as children, so that we might be God's sons and daughters who bear the family name, and we hope bear a family resemblance to the God that we serve. Taking on God's name, the holy name of Jesus, is an act of faith. It says, we need help, we need deliverance, and we can't do it ourselves. We need God to save us. We need Jesus. The Lord is salvation. We are the people who have been marked by that holy name, the people who have experienced the saving help of God. And we who bear God's name should make it our aim not to take his name in vain, but rather to bear witness by our lives as well as our words to the good news of salvation which we have received in Christ. There is no God like our God and no name like the holy name of Jesus, who used his authority to serve and his power to raise up the lowly. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It soothes our sorrows, heals our wounds, and drives away our fear. It makes the wounded spirit whole and calms the troubled breast. Tis manna to the hungry soul and to the weary rest. O Jesus, shepherd, guardian, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end, accept the praise I bring.